welcome to another episode of Empowering Single Mothers. I'm your host, Lisa McHale from Toronto, Canada, and this is Wendy Bloom, and I want to say Salinas, but I know she's not in... Oh, you are? Salinas, California. I got it right. I'm giving myself a clap, but not um, doing that. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. Um, so we were chatting before we got started, and as always, we have like such an amazing variety of topics to choose from. Uh, we landed on overcommitting and the feeling of being overwhelmed. And I'm pretty sure that all of us moms, single moms, really know what that feels like. And I'm sure there are a ton of solutions and suggestions that everybody has to offer. So ring them in in the comments and we're going to get started. So Wendy, Let's talk about why we came up with overcommitting and overwhelm. Well, there's a couple of things that were happening for me before I, you know, was making my call to you. And uh, one of them is I have been riding a Peloton with some girlfriends of mine. And I had this um, uh, realization that they were going to ask me to ride right in the middle of this session. And I was like, oh, I... Do I need to recommit to my, you know, empowering single mothers so that I can ride my bikes with my girl? Or, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? I said that wrong, bikes with a girl. I meant bike with girls. <laughs> anyway, I was like, what am I supposed to do in order to do this thing that I know I want to do for my body and I know I want to do for my soul and I know I want to do for connection that is now possibly going to be where I would not be able to do that because they are going to want to do it in something I already have a commitment. So that's what brought up the feelings. And then I was like, oh, where else does this show up in my life? Where else am I wanting to like change things that I have commitments to um, for other things that I hadn't previously had on my agenda? And how do I weigh the priorities? Like, how do I weigh which one's more important? And then how do I not beat myself up for feeling guilty about which one's a priority? And so then, as I mentioned to you, I've been going through some, you know, uh, uh, awareness of doubt, self-doubt. And um, one of our dear friends um, through Sai uh, was having a masterclass on doubt and pushing through. And I didn't see any of the advertisements for it until Sunday night. And I had already made a commitment to last night to go out with a girlfriend who I probably get to go out with about once a month, if that. And um, COVID changed that a lot. And uh, last night it happened to be that one of our favorite bands was playing. So I'm like, okay, am I going to cancel something that is, you know, enriching to me to be with my girlfriend and see a band, live music, all this good for something that I really do need in pushing through, you know, doubt. And so again, having that, you know, scale of how, how do I get it all in and how do I do what's right for me? And I have this guilt of, okay, well, learning about doubt and, um, and, how to cope with it, especially with what I've been noticing recently, I really need that class. So I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, is there going to be another class and how soon? And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed that I didn't notice the advertising for this. 
And of course the universe, well, him <laughs> said, Hey, you know, if you register for the class and you end up not being able to attend, I will give you the recording. And I was like, awesome. You know, like now I get both. And it was still a exercise in what is important to me right now. And so that is one of those things where when it comes to overwhelm and overcommitting for me, it's like, where is that fine line of what, what is the priority and when do you have to make those difficult decisions where, you know, this is what I really, not to shit on myself, should be doing, right? Instead of this is what I want to be doing or this is what looks good on paper or, you know, like what is it that I need to put my energy towards? And that's a lot that I just said. That's how it feels though. I feel like there's so much to deal with and to fit into a schedule and you have to take care of your kids and you have to work and you have to somehow have, I think, um, personal connection and, and life outside of working kids. So how do you do it? How do you, how do you balance and, and somehow accomplish all of your responsibilities? <laughs> right. Um, I want to thank you though. For, for sharing all of it and just like really going to, this is what it all is, because that's the truth of it, right? That's the hard, <laughs> or not even hard, that's just the reality. It is that way for a lot of people. Um, and second, I wanna acknowledge you for having thoughts that are related to you. Like mm. they're about you, they're not about the kids and what do they need? And like the stuff that you're prioritizing is, or that you're, you're, you're juggling or that you're, wondering about are for your health and your wellness and your sanity yeah. and for your self-care and for your relationships outside of that. And I think for a lot of single moms, that's not even the reality. They're just trying to figure out how to survive. And so congratulations right. to thrive status, it's, right? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing is like, I'm, it, there's so many times that I go into that, um, habitual, I'm going to just survive through this. And, and then I'll think about what I need to do for me. And I'm really attempting to keep the, um, keep the, what does my body, what does my soul need today and every day at the forefront? Although again, I'm guilty of falling into old habits, which is that's not something that I can give energy towards because I have all these other people pulling at me. And again, that, that overwhelm or overcommitment to me comes up because it's like, who did I commit to? And what commitment am I breaking if I make me a priority? And, and, and then I'm really um, finding myself more aware of like, oh, I'm not going to commit to this. That's odd. Like where before I would be like, yes, yes, I'll do that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I'll do that. <laughs> so I and, love that you, sorry, go ahead. Nope. That's it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I love that you brought in how we met. So we met through PSI or SI seminars and I'm glad that you're able to get that course from, um, and I'm just going to say his name, Cortland, yes. Cortland Warren. So like, let's tag him on this. And um, you have actually participated in a program that PSI offers that I think has some gems that you might be able to share or just reflect upon to uh, maybe bring you to center on the overcommitting and overwhelm. Because I know that pace setters leadership dynamics, aka PLD, is jam packed with like specifically overwhelming you. 
at least from an outsider looking in, it looks like you are completely overwhelmed. Um, and yet you're able to achieve so much. So what are some of the things that you can share without giving away um, the keys to the course that when you reflect upon, you know you could apply, not should, but could apply in order to um, reduce some of the overwhelm? Well, again, that it, it has to do with um, either getting a bigger plate because my plate's full, um, or, um, you know, deciding what's, what is worthy of being on my plate. And that's that, that's where I was saying really, um, identifying what am I committing to and why am I committing to it? And, and then sticking to my commitments, like, you know, having integrity and, and, and sticking to my word, that sort of thing. So I think those are the things I could share without sharing too much. Cool. One of the things, though, that I want to talk about, and maybe whether it's PLD related or not, is the feeling of guilt. Like, I get the confusion because you're balancing. Like, I said I was going to do this, but I really want to do this. There's some people who would say, honor your commitments. And then there's some people who would say, well, do what your heart really wants you to do. And then there's other people who would say, figure out how to do both. Which is what I, I am often the, I can do both. The question is at what cost, right? And right. so I, um, I can go out with my girlfriend and Cortland provided an option for me to get the masterclass, right? So right. I was super, super thrilled that that option was not at a huge cost for me um, in the sense of it didn't take a lot for me to get both, right? And, um, and the one commitment with my girlfriend had zero impact with my wanting the other to be attained as well. Right. So I think that for me, I often go into the do both. And so I guess what I want to do is work on my muscle <laughs> of choosing between because right. it's the choosing both that I bet causes most of my overwhelm. You know, right. when you can, when you have to say no to one, correct. So when I when I choose to say yes to both, so then now I have two things that I have to do at the same time, or you know, back to back, or it ends up on a list of things to do that is never going to be accomplished fully because I keep adding more to that list. I think right? everybody has one of those. So yeah. <laughs> Everybody has one of those. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a confession here. So I'm a list. I'm a list maker. Absolutely. I have, um, I, I like pen and paper. So if I was digital, I think I would probably be way more successful and uh, way more, um, well, I, I likely would cut back on my commitments too. So <clears throat> what will happen is I will have my list and it's an important list and it's a list I, I'm using and then it'll go into this pile that I know I'm going to look at tomorrow and then tomorrow for whatever reason I'm working and I'm like you know I'm going to create a list for today even though I have this list that's sitting over there and I haven't looked at it today so I create this new list 
And then I glance at the old list and I put the stuff that's on that list that's important to me today on that list. And I leave that list there for me to get to later, knowing that the really important things are on this list. And then a month ago goes by and I run across that list that I didn't look at because I, I created a new list, which is now my focus. And I'm like, oh, I never did that because I never moved it to my new list. And I'm like, oh, I still wanna do that. So then it gets on a list a month later, right? And I've, I've loved those memes. Oh, I love those memes that say, um, today I did a task that took me 10 minutes and I waited six months to do it, you know? <laughs> like, what is that? Like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Because again, I think there's something about having these things that aren't getting accomplished that is weighing on us, whether we're like conscious of it or not, you right. know? Right, I would agree that to some level that is a burden that most of us carry. How we manage and handle that burden is like very individual, right? Yes. So um, it's a practice to let things go. Mm. Um, and, and I think as entrepreneurs, we're always like, what are the top three things that you have to do today? Everything else. Yeah. The eat the frog theory. <clears throat> I love that book. Yeah. I have not uh -huh. read it. However, it's, it's, it's a common thing that I see in other books and, and I really do focus on what is the most important. And if it doesn't get done, then. Yeah. And then the other one that is a right, uh, a really amazing visual is the mayonnaise jar. <clears throat> have you heard I'm that not one familiar with it now um so it, it, like a professor brings a mayonnaise jar into class and um he uh he has some large rocks oh yeah, yeah. small rocks some pebbles some sand and some That's water it. and if he puts the water in the jar and then the sand and then the pebbles and then the um rocks then the big rocks won't fit right there's no, there's no space for them. Right. However, if he puts the big rocks in first and then puts the small rocks and then puts the pebbles and then puts the sand and then puts the water, every last bit will fit into the jar. And, um, and just a, a really um, interesting visual of what is the priority. And that's what I was saying to you that yeah. I will, again, I'm guilty <laughs> of, okay, so those pebbles, they're going to give me a feel good right now. <laughs> I'm going to feel like I accomplished something. So I'm going to put those pebbles in the jar first. <laughs> and that is where right. you get to this place where you're not able to fit it all in. And okay. so, or not able to fit the things that really could be the biggest priority. So that's not what we talked about up until now. So I think you just discovered something about how you are going to manage your priorities. Well, and, again, and determine, right? Like yeah. what is important it, to you, the specific pebble or the big rock? Because there right. are some shiny pebbles out there that I would prefer over a big rock any day. And that's what I'm saying <laughs> is like really, really um, holding myself accountable to hello, stop doing the things that you'll have immediate satisfaction from right? And, and not that we're not allowed to do those things. I'm just saying like, those are things. Oh, see, I saw your face. And I, <laughs> I mean, immediate satisfaction takes time. 
I don't know. I think it's so. So when we talk about balance, and I apologize, my face sort of like is a tell-all all the time. Um, not even sort of. It is a tell-all. People would be like, "What is that about?" Um, there are moments where an immediate satisfaction is super important, and I think it's the mindfulness part is really playing a big role in creating or choosing this life that you want to have. And mm-hmm. it's you know these mini breaks where you just ask yourself, "What do I want here?" Very similar to parenting. Like if Celeste is in the middle of like a thing and I have to decide, like my gut reaction is to react whatever way, I have to be mindful and ask myself, what do I want here? And if the relationship supersedes whatever it is that I seemingly want, then I will behave according to making sure the relationship stays a certain way or I'm just going to go for what I want right now. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had this, hey, this is how we're supposed to operate, you know, on our shoulder to say, hey, don't forget the relationship matters most. <laughs> oh, no, sometimes it's not about Sometimes that. it does. It's not. Right. And so yeah. um, when you say, like, this is how it could be or should be, it really is a question that I have learned. Like, what do I want right mm-hmm. now? Like, what is... And that's it. Like, so what do you want right now? And I would, for the record, I mean, we've talked about taking a hiatus over the summer, right? Yeah. Um, I'm fine. And as you know, if you were like, hey, I'm going to do something else, that's okay. Because life happens and we're single moms. Like, sure. we push out content and we share what we're going to share when it works. And sometimes it's a complete bust and the audience gets nothing. Thankfully, we're still able to put out other things. Yeah. Um, because what I would love, want to say to everybody out there is that self-care is above all um, the priority as a human, um, specifically as a single mother, because you're modeling to your children. For me, sure. and again, that's my opinion. It doesn't have to be everybody else's. You know, I'm okay with it. Like a text to say, hey, something came up. Can we pursue next week? Totally good. The question of prioritizing for me is what do I want? And then it, it goes against what needs to be done. What have I committed to? Can it be moved? And the concept of integrity is that it's, it's the word is not restorable. It is restorable. Like restore your integrity by just having a communication with someone. Right. Right. And, and that actually I picked up from Landmark. It's like, you just got to restore your integrity with it and it's going to be fine. <clears throat> So the concept of doubt, I think, creeps into this when we're worried about what other people think, right? When we're worried that we're going to let people down, when we think that we can't do that, we can't say no, right? Those are the things that I I always want to dig into, like, why? (laughs) Why do you think? So uh, I want to hear what you have to say again about immediate satisfaction. Like, you would not do that for the big rock? You would put the big rock in? Or is that circumstantial? Well, that's what I was saying. It's like, again, I definitely am guilty of choosing to do what feels good today in the moment or something that I know I'm going to um, get that adrenaline or, um, you know, whatever it is for accomplishing something, getting a small task done um, because that feels good when I've got this big, luring one that is more potentially more important 
that I'm not going to tackle because I'm not going to get that feel good right away. You know, it's going to take a longer time, um, more, more energy. So again, it's, those are things that I'm, I'm really working on. And again, I'm sure there is a really uh, beautiful way for me to recognize that I am allowed to do some of the pebble things and feel good in the moment and all of that. And it will still work, right? Um, I just have to make sure I'm not doing all of the little pebble things before I get to the big rocks. I think that's, you know, the, the focus is how much of the little feel good things am I just, you know, attempting to make myself feel good without doing the things that, that do matter. Which one of the things I think with what you said about what is it that I want, right? <clears throat> it's like in losing weight. Okay. I want to lose weight. I also want a freaking taco, you know? <laughs> so which one do I want more? Uh, in that moment, I bet you it's the taco that's going to win because it's right there in front of me and available. And, you know, I, it's an easy, feel good. It tastes good. I, 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 I love it. <laughs> right. And Truly, I want to be healthier, right? So like, is what is the balance I'm going to commit to, to myself? And then how do I remind myself that that want of being healthy and having, you know, feeling better doing activities because I have less weight on my bones, those types of things. How do I remind myself of that priority, right? Right. And, um, and, and everyone has different ways of doing that. Like, you know, I, I know people that put pictures of themselves on the fridge, you know, whether it be a picture of themselves disgusting that they don't want to see or picture of somebody, you know, like they used to be and they want to get back to whatever. I don't, I don't know my magic trick yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is an example for me of the want, right? Um, and, and then it, that's a really bad, not bad, that is a really tricky one because the want, right, truly is I want to be healthy and what are ways that I can get that feeling of having a taco <laughs> that is going to be in alignment with that health, right? And so is that going to be a taco salad instead of a taco, a real taco, right? <laughs> Like, yeah. what is it, what is it that I can do to have both uh, again? Right. Right. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, I've cut a fair bit amount of weight in, in like over the last year or you know, creeping on two. Um, and one of the programs that I subscribed to, uh, which was called bright line eating, uh, there were four lines, um, you, you no flour, no sugar. So tacos would be out. Uh, and then, so taco salad would be okay. Um, no flour, no sugar. You you commit your food for the next day, so you're not thinking about what you're eating. You already know. Um, you weigh and you measure your food, so you're you're sort of like sticking to a, a portion count. Uh, mm -hmm. So if quantities is your thing, for me that would be a trigger. So quantities would be a thing, and then you commit to only eating what you said you were going to eat. Right. Um, it was really good because the program actually has 
outside of your self-accountability, right? So when you say, how are you going to reduce some of the overwhelm, which in this particular program boosts the willpower or like monitors the willpower tank. And then you start actually making choices for what you really want, as opposed to what your, I, I'm going to air quote ego wants, right? Mm -hmm. Like that immediate yep. sort of thing. So there are some challenges with the program. Um, one, the meals are not necessarily nutritionally balanced. Okay, so mm -hmm. they say that up front. Um, and then you cut weight so fast that your skin doesn't really have a chance to catch up with it. Um, I have also done, like most up and down people, a program called Strong Girls where it's variety plus working out, um, which is phenomenal. Um, there's also accountability by way of a Facebook group and you have to do check-ins with your coach. Um, that one I found difficult because I couldn't get in the food prep plus the workouts. Like versus the Brightline eating program, there's no working out because it's it's strictly the food and, and dealing mm -hmm. with the psychology of the food. So all this to say that there's something to be said about community and the accountability and the influence of others for whatever program you take, this is not one of those things unto an island mentality right. that you do on your own. Yeah. Accountability is a huge part. Um, and I think again, through PLD, maybe you can speak to the accountability in that. Oh yeah, the right? coaching and I mean, that is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, having, having to, having to be accountable to your goals every single day, every day, there is no break. Be accountable yeah. to yourself every day. Right. And yeah. that's the highest level of determination for me to determine what the priorities. And there are days that all I do is focus on breathing and like you giving myself enough yeah. water, right? Like just giving myself enough water because I know if I have those two things, at, at least I'll be okay for the day. And, mm -hmm. and again, that's against the bright line eating program. But when you, when you break it down to the desire of an immediate thing in front of you, AKA a taco or the goal, depending on which program you subscribe to, one's going to say yes. And the other's going to say no. Odds are there's going to be a, a, a borderline of moderation and the ingredients, right? So for bright line eating, there would be no tortilla or whatever chips or whatnot versus on the strong girls program it's the amount of the total nutritional value of the food so you just gotta pick one that's gonna work for you yeah. at the onset though it's more difficult to make the choice that's gonna get you to your end goal because the muscle hasn't been built yet right that's the other thing that i love mm -hmm. right so when it comes to overwhelm automaticity counts for something where it Absolutely. just becomes automatic because you're not teeter-tottering between the good wolf and the bad wolf or the black, like, I don't know. It's not good or bad. It's just like the taco versus the, the health. I don't yeah. know. And the and is you can have it in moderation or- Right, well, that's the thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. So like, what what's the alternative that I can have what I want that is still gonna be healthy, right? If we switch to a different topic, um, than weight loss or health, um, the the one that is is has been, and I think for so many single moms, um, 
downtime. Like how much downtime do I allow myself, right? And um, what I was doing for much of my life was giving myself an excuse that I needed to provide for my kids. So working a lot is, um, is acceptable. And um, having downtime with them, um, even though it was a priority, I, I would often make an excuse that I needed to work because I need to have the funds available to do things with them or I don't, I don't, I don't know all the, the things that I allowed myself to say to myself, <laughs> however. Um, so I've been putting off doing something with my kids um, for way too long and had the excuse of COVID because you really couldn't go anywhere. So we spent time in the house, played games, whatever. That's not, even though it counts, it, it wasn't the type of thing that I was like, hey, I'm checking out from work to be with you doing something specific that we planned, right? And um, so last weekend, um, despite several things that said to me, no, you need to work. Oh, it's not that important for us to do this, that sort of thing. Um, I did it. And I left as soon as I got out of school on Friday, we went um, a two and a half hours south to a little town called Cambria. And um, I surprised them with a horseback ride um, on a trail that leads to the top of a, a hill or a mountain with an ocean view. And then, you know, went back down the mountain. Um, it was like a two hour trail ride. And I didn't have my phone on um, as far as like communicating with anyone. I did take a lot of photos and videos for the, you know, capturing of the experience because those are things that are important to me. And, um, and then I didn't have my phone, um, like I didn't use my phone at all um, for the next three hours after that trail ride, um, which was a pretty big thing. And then when I did look at the phone, there were multiple um, opportunities for me to work in the text messages that I received and emails that I received. And so I responded to them saying, can I do this for you on Monday? And that was a new thing for me <laughs> to on a Saturday midday, tell someone I'm, I'm suggesting that I do this two days from now, <laughs> not something I'm, that's not in my comfort zone. And only one of the request that I got gave me a, no, this is urgent reply, you know? And, um, and so I did um, on a limited basis what I needed to for that particular situation and then stay committed to being present and, and not, um, and not going to the work side. Right. But for me, I said, but dang, um, the, the challenge for me is recognizing that that downtime is a priority, right? And so like not, not allowing guilt for the downtime. And so I can bring this all back into the Cortland masterclass and going out with a girlfriend, right? Technically, the Cortland masterclass to me is personal growth. It's, you know, my, my life and well-being. 
and going out with a girlfriend is likely not technically as important. However, those relationships really are important to me. So that's, that's, those are the kinds of overwhelm. It's like, oh, how do I, how do I choose? So <clears throat> you did great though, <laughs> yeah. you know, I hope our single moms heard that you, you know, took a different position. You did do what was important to you. Uh, I think it's super, super, super important to even acknowledge that you broke away from your phone for three hours. There's some people who cannot do that. Um, I'm playing with checking mine once every hour and a half. Um, particularly when I'm with, with my daughter, there's no need for me to like, be attached to my phone when I already am at work for, or, you know, like connected. Um, so yeah, definitely those are awesome tools to deal with overwhelm and making choices and over committing and, and really getting clear on what you want. So I'm so excited for all the good (laughs) things that are going to come. And I hope that our audience members really pull from the authentic shares and the conversations that we have and that they will comment below and let us know what your thought is of us taking a break over the summer um and maybe you know what other overwhelming things you guys have overcome and what you've done to support other people so with that thank you for joining us for another episode of empowering single mothers i'm your host lisa mcgill from toronto and this is wendy from salinas bye for now bye